0: Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this, and welcome to the show that wants to let Jeff Fisher know that you can coach the Rams, you can go back to the Titans, you might coach the Browns, you can even go back to USC, but this will always be the show that has brains and bars. You're listening to another episode of It's a Black and White Thing, I'm your host, Carlos Johnson, I, or you can call me A One. Well, for the purposes of this show, you can call me A One. Um, you can listen to this show. Uh, it's a black and white thing. It's been like two months since we've done the show, so I'm super rusty. But you can listen to the show. Go to SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars. You can listen to the show there. Or, or one of the last things we did before we went on our hiatus, our summer slash fall hiatus is that the show is now up on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes, if you have an iPhone, bang, bang, iPhone gang all day, um, you can go and search black and white. You'll, you should see the logo. It's a green logo. It says black, it's a black and white thing. You can subscribe there. Please subscribe. Please like it. Please comment on it. If you do that, that lets iTunes know that we are a big deal in the sports podcasting community. Um, if you have an Android, I believe the way this works with Android, someone can help me to game here is that if you iTunes uh, and Androids work together. So if you have like a podcast app, you should be able to look it up and it'll pull from the iTunes feed. You'll be able to find the show there. So, you know, Androids suck. I mean, I mean, if that's your phone, of preference, you know, good for you. God bless you and all that. But, um, but yeah, so you can go there to listen to the show. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Brains and Bars. Um, you can follow us at facebook.com, twitter, uh, f- twitter. facebook.com, Brains and Bars, just or go to your, you log into your Facebook, search. It's a black and white thing. I think you search Brains and Bars as well. You should be able to find it there. Like that, share that, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And as always, I'm joined by the good homie, What's my Cody.
1: Good, 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 y'all. If you're still there after hearing all that. Um, hey,
0: hey, hey. No. You got to – You got. I got to get the rust out. That was out. a lot of rust, man. That was but a lot of rust. I'm yeah. struggling. Yeah, struggling.
1: Was, but 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 uh, but it's good to be back, man. It's good. It's great to be back. Uh, this is A Ward, if you didn't know, aka Holly Ward, aka International Ward, aka Half a Millie Ward, aka that dude. Um, I am A Ward dot com. Now that I know, I don't have to do the www dots. Um, check that out. The hyperlinks for all my social media. I'm uh, trying to be active on Snapchat, but sometimes I struggle. Um, but yeah, exciting about the news with uh iTunes. Um, couple reasons. One, it's just another another level, another platform that we're able to be on uh, to continue the podcast that we love to do. And two, now Carlos um, Taylor, aka Big Los, he can use his iPhone, and (laughs) he can uh, he can download (laughs) the um, the uh, the the app, and he can listen to the podcast. So we 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 want to shout you out, Los Carlos Taylor on Facebook, um, the Los Factor on Twitter for his iPhone that he has. Um the iPhone that he obtains and he and he listens to different <laughs> things on so.
0: He is going to put hands on you that's when not he sees you. That's uh not an
1: iPhone gang man. I'm Android, you know I stay loyal. But um but yeah man it's gonna It's be like
0: now. an iPhone. Oh. It's like an iPhone. It's like a it's like a prototype I guess of something that oh. Android is doing. Yeah. That's what that's what he told me. Okay. Gotcha. That's what I heard.
1: Oh man <laughs> No, but it's good to be back, and Y'all y'all check me out. Uh, go to the website and shout out to the homies. So.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm going to okay, so I'm gonna share a quick story when we get to talking about a little bit about baseball, but um I'm having some issues right now getting my Google Docs up, but um Yeah, man, so we've been off for like oh like about two months. It it has more like a month and a half, but it feels like two months. Yeah. Um six weeks. month and a half. There you go. There you go. So um, Trent doesn't have a mic tonight, so um, you may hear his voice in the background, which we don't, we don't, we might, so I get feedback that when Trent's not doing on the show that they, the people miss Trent for some reason, for some odd reason, they miss him when he's not around. So, oh, so he's going to come around and grab the mic and, and speak for us. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, I love all um, So yeah, so that's what's up. So um, I'm gonna have to wing it because like I can't get my you Google Docs to mine? come I up. Right Hold ahead. on, let me see. Go. Yeah, like th- the internet's not working right now. It's working everywhere else except for Google Docs. That's fun. So um, anyway, oh yeah, as always, we are the MMP Studios. Yes. Um, shout out to the homie Trent uh, to his wife Bree for allowing us to do this here. Um, I also do a radio show called The Sports Disciples. It airs on Wednesday and Sunday – no, Wednesday and Saturday evening, 645 to 715 at 90, Praise 95.3 FM. Like, I'm struggling here. Like, I haven't – wow, I need some reps. I, need some, I should have did some reps at home in front of the mirror. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, but, yeah, so you can listen to uh, that show there, Praise 95.3 FM, KCPZ. If you're in the Kansas City area, you can download the app. I believe if you just search Praise 95, you'll find it there. Actually, it just popped up for me. We here we in here we in the building, um. So you can check me out there as well again Wednesday, Saturday evening, 6:45 to 7:15 p.m. We appreciate that. And so without further ado, man, we are just gonna get into the show. You know, we got a, a I don't wanna say jam packed. Got a, a few things to talk about. I'm going to. We're actually gonna go back, right? To you know, and kind of catch you up on what we've been doing, what our lives are like. And I wanna take a quick one. This isn't on the agenda, but real quick. Part of the reason why we haven't done the show in a while is yes, we've had um, battles to go to and retreats to go to, to the beach and all that stuff where we kind of get ourselves together. So we went on vacation, stuff like that. But also part of the reason we do the show is my lovely wife a few years ago had, a, had our first child. She had some She Long story short, had some complications um, that led to her kidney functionality basically being down to zero. So she does dialysis three days a week. She has various health issues that pops up. She got sick. Um, and so one of the weeks we were going to do the show and come back after our little hiatus, I had to postpone a couple of weeks because she was sick. And so I said all of that to say, if someone, if there's a listener out there that wants to do me a huge solid and donate a kidney to my wife, you know, I would greatly appreciate it. We're looking for O's. O's, so if you don't know in the uh, blood world, O's are a rare blood type. O's are universal donors but they can only receive from other O's. So if you are listening to this show and you know an O that would like to do us a huge solid and we be, would be forever indebted to you um, and would like to donate a kidney, if you are, I think she's O negative, you are O negative out there, come holler at me, you know what I'm saying? A1 the LP at Twitter, all letters, A1 T help, come holler at me. So anyway, um, so moving on to what we learned or what I learned this week. So, again, I said we we're going to go back. One of our last episodes is about a week or two before we went to – uh, Miami for the annual um, black and white thing retreat. Yes. Um, we didn't have the money in the budget to take Trent, uh, yeah, yeah. our producer, with us. So, um, you know, part of that's because we pay him to, you know, if we didn't have to pay him this is true. for his producing skills, then uh, we would probably have the money and the budget to get him a ticket and a, and a hotel room to go on this retreat. So, uh, you know, but we'll see. We'll work, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so you know we went to beautiful miami, um and what I've learned in that in that weekend that we were in miami that is that I've always had this thing of I don't want to live on the coast because of hurricanes, um and what I learned is that Miami is so beautiful that I will move to Miami now I've been to California, I went to um calabasas um didn't get didn't see a Kardashian, but I've been to to California, but going to Miami, Miami was so chill. It was so cool. Uh, We were in this really dope neighborhood where everything was in walking distance, so we walked. Shout out to Burgers and Shakes. Fire, fire, Ah, shakes, fire, burgers. burgers. Um, I'm
1: trying not to listen to you talk about Miami right now. (laughs) <laughs> so that I don't think about how great Miami was. It was really I didn't dope. Like really start missing it. So, I mean, I don't trying to like phase you out right now. But
0: you know what I'm saying? Like um shout out to them. It was really dope. Um shout out to Ocean Ave, side up. Uh, Ocean Drive is Ocean Ave, yeah. Ocean Drive, one of the two. Um but shout out to that that beach community down there. Um really cool area. Um really chill. We had a good time at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um you know, shout out to the throw. Um Jeez. Yeah, the throw. I was showing off my arm. I have, you know, yo, Jacksonville. You yep. know what I'm saying? If y'all need a QB to come in, Blake Bortles, I can actually I can come in and be a QB coach to Blake. I have a better throwing motion to him. I call Blake the right handed Tebow because his throwing motion is a big loop. Um so he brings the ball all the way down, then he brings it he winds up almost like a pitcher to release it. I, I showed the guys on the beach that I have a little bit of an arm, you know what I'm saying, that I can I can I can chuck that thing, you know, I can spin it to use NFL logo, I can spin it, mm. um, you know, and I showed them I got hands too. If you need, hey, any NFL coach, you need me to get some techniques, I can work that jugs machine for you, show you how I get down without the gloves. I didn't have no gloves on me. It was like Spider-Man out there. You threw it in my vicinity, I caught it. But that's, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, I learned that I love Miami. You know what I'm saying? It's a great place, and it's on my list of places where I would move to. So for that list is Austin, Texas, D.C., Vegas, strictly for the sports book. And and now Miami. So yeah, so shout out to Miami. He had a great time. Um A war was in the fortress of bar too, as he was getting himself ready. It's funny to watch him so like on the flight back, he's a few rows up ahead of me and like he is going over his bars for uh <laughs> real deal. For yeah for real deal. And like you could just see him the whole time he just sitting there like like his <laughs> neck is moving <laughs> back and forth and like people have to people look at him have to be sitting like what is this dude? <laughs> This dude think he's Eminem. What is he doing up there? Because he don't even have a beat on. Like it's not. There's like no a beat, right? A beat or right. He has no headphones on, and he's just back and forth, like in the seat, like, just moving around, hand gestures, and all that. He's like getting his performance ready. So, um, I went to my fortress of of take them, you know, to come up with some hot takes. not hot takes, some logically and sound uh, takes for you guys to listen to. So it was a great time. Um, what else did I learn this week? Um, also learned moving forward to. November, the election, man. So people are crazy, right? So if you've been under a rock, or maybe just coming out of a coma, Donald Trump won the election, which is super crazy, super crazy, super dope, right? Um, Personally, I'm not asking anyone here to espouse their views, but I'm going to espouse a few views because I'm not afraid of y'all, all all right? And I'm not saying they're afraid of y'all. I'm not afraid of y'all. I never scared. Never, never, never ever, ever scared. You know what I'm saying? Nuck if you buck. You know what I'm saying? Nuck if Let me chill. Let me (laughs) chill.
1: Uh, (laughs) We we off the (laughs) Miami topic, man. So anyway,
0: um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was really crazy. And, like, to see the aftermath of people smashing their TVs because they were mad that Donald Trump won. Like, that was more crazy than people out in the streets protesting and burning flags up. Like, yo. I'm an avid sports fan, and mm-hmm. over the years, I've had some my teams be on the losing side of things, and I've been heated about the outcome. But never in my life, have I thought I'm gonna take my TV and throw it on the floor and stomp it and smash it, never. Y'all wildin', never. And for all y'all who do it in sports, y'all wildin'. But it.
1: video game wise, have you ever thrown a controller?
0: <sighs> I have thrown controllers. I have thrown controllers. I've never broken one because I've thrown it. Yeah. Um, when I lost to Reese back when I played Madden. Had the game. He, Packers versus him. 49ers. Yeah, you're
1: making him feel good right now about listening. To Reese, this. Reese
0: thinks he can beat anybody anyway. Even when yeah. he gets smashed by Cats. He still, it doesn't hurt his confidence. Yeah. I lose in dramatic fashion in the playoffs to Reese on the two-yard line. I think I I got picked off. I went into the car and sat for five minutes. <laughs> um I didn't break anything. I, I like normally what I do when I'm angry about a sporting event is I slap my hand against the wall really hard and makes my hand hurt like one time i did it with my with my ring finger and like that joint was sore for like two weeks Um, i slapped it so hard so that's normally what i do when i'm really (laughs) upset i'm trying to change my ways because i have a son who has anger issues that he inherited from me like he throws like really bad well he's he's gotten better about the temper tantrums part of that terrible twos terrible threes thing Mm -hmm. he's gotten better but he still can be angry and upset when things don't go his way so i'm trying to work on my ways and so um notre dame being really bad this year and the cubs um, being, you know, good has caused me to mellow out a lot, right? So that's we have one high end of euphoria, the other end of uh, agony um, th- throughout this entire season. So it's caused me to mellow out a little bit more. So I'm glad about that, right? But, yo, y'all are crazy. But as, and far, uh, as far as the election, a couple of things I want to say. One big reason I thought Hillary lost the election, and I'm not here to talk about all this other stuff that y'all want to talk about, these are, these are my, my opinions, my thoughts. I think that Hillary lost the election because in 2008, to go back to 2008, when she was running up against Barack Obama for the Democratic national uh, nomination, I thought that she felt that that was her birthright in 2008. I think she thought that she was – Barack Obama had, had a stirring speech at the convention, I think, in 2004 that kind of got him started, but she didn't think that this guy was going to be – uh, the one to win the nomination. I thought she felt that it was her birthright. And I also felt that, like, in 2016, she felt like that was her birthright. Uh, one of the things that President Obama talked about in the aftermath was that, that, that the DNC needed to look, re- look, rethink their strategy on how they campaign, especially in places where he did great, where it was the complete polar opposite effect. He talked about how he visited this one spot, like, 87 times over the course of a campaign, and I think the numbers over that same time for Hillary was like five or six. Like, she just kind of neglected that small-town America that turned against her versus to focus on a large city. So, that's my personal opinion, um, is that she just thought she was going to run over Trump, and it just mm-hmm. didn't happen. Now, from a sports analogy, um, I was trying to think, what could I compare his victory to? I mean, for the, for the record, I did not vote for him, but I w- I'm not opposed to him in the ways that some people are. So you didn't catch me outside protesting. I was just like, huh, he did it. Like, let's go. Let's see what he got. You know what I'm saying? So, um, But in terms of a sports analogy, I compared it to 2006 George Mason NCAA uh, tournament run. If they had won, if they had won the title, that would have been, like, yeah, co- in comparison to this. And I was thinking, like, maybe what about Butler? But I was like, nah, Butler, because at a certain point, they were a known commodity Um Gonzaga maybe the first time, but they didn't make it to the Final mm-hmm. Four. Um, but to me, from a sport that you could uh, make a good analogy and you recognize, to me George Mason if they had won, um, because they shocked North Carolina, which don't get me started on that. Um, they beat Connecticut in the Elite Eight, um, and then they eventually lost to a national champion Florida that year. But uh, the analogy that you really can make, but you guys don't won't know, is last year English Premier League Leicester City five thousand yes, to one odds. To win the Premier League, wins the Premier League last year. People who had put money on them to win, sports books were making cutting deals with the with the people who had placed bets to say, look, we'll give you seventy five percent of your winnings if you just stop now. Because it got kind of tight at the end. They were leading basically wire to wire. It got kinda tight at the end. The outcome was looking murky, but it was still looking good that they would win. And so the sports book was like, Look, we'll give you X amount. Just call it just call it a day. And so certain people were like, Yeah, I'll take that. Like, it was a cat who, was, who stood to make, like, almost 100000 I think he took, like, fifty to sixty, And it was just like, yo, like, why can't I make a bet? Like right. But, you know, but, I mean, but, again, most of y'all, if I say Leicester City and I ask you to spell it, you're probably going to go L-E-S-T-E-R, and you would be 100% wrong. That's yeah. not how you spell Leicester City. So, But that's really the more apt analogy. But, yeah, so, again, people are crazy, man. Actually, I went to November, but I skipped October. I'm a Cubs fan. And the Cubs won the World Series. Um, it, even saying that now, it doesn't feel real. Like, it's pretty crazy. Um, but shout-out to the Cubs winning the World Series. Shout-out to the drunk guy, the <laughs> Ugly Joes, that, exact same thing. Uh, that I wanted to punch in his face. Um, <laughs> uh, man, shout-out to, right? shout to Ben yeah. Zobris, yeah. man. Um, I agree. Yeah, man. Shout-out to a lot of guys. Shout-out to Jason How Hayward. get
1: back-to-back rings? Not only did you get back-to-back rings, it's not like you got back-to-back rings with, like, the Yankees and the Red Sox.
0: <laughs> with the Royals and the Cubs. You got like,
1: back-to-back rings with the Royals and the Cubs. Like, he needs
0: to go to, to Cleveland next year. Like yeah. he was, I mean, he's like a good and luck charm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I mean, shout-out to them for winning the World Series, man. Um, like I said, it, it doesn't feel real to, as you heard me talk on the show, 2003 was the last time I cried over a sporting event. That was the Cubs losing to the Marlins. He did not cry. I did not cry, yeah. I would never do that again, by the way watching a sporting event where my team is up for a title and I'm amongst one a bunch of Cubs fans was at were at Udley Joe's. True. Um Jesse Abbey, shout out to Jesse. Um it was prolonging my pain by saying, It's over, bro. It's over. Before this is before uh the ninth inning. Right. It's over. Um so yeah, man, shout out to them. Lastly, we won't have a good five minutes of WNBA coverage, but I do want to say shout out to the LA Sparks. It's been that long since you had the show. Like the WNBA Finals were still going on the last time we had the show. Candace Candace Candice Parker, Neka um, Elena Beard. Mm-hmm. Trying to think who else is on the squad. I can't. It's not coming to me right now. But shout out to them uh, winning in controversial fashion. The Minnesota Lynx coach went off on the officiating at the end of that game because there was a a twenty four second violation that was not called. So shout out to them. And so that's it. That's all I've learned over that over that length of time. Um, so we're gonna move on, um, and we're gonna look to. What A. Ward is looking forward to I this weekend? Know, I don't know what I'm looking forward to.
1: Man, um, let's see. What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to, obviously, championship week for college football. Yep, yep. Um, there's a lot of answers, and a lot of things will be cleared up after this weekend. I am um, – I think I don't think it's fair uh, what they're doing to um, Florida in the SEC championship game. Um they're actually letting Alabama's offense play too, since Florida's not coming with an offense ah, ah. so I thought it would only be <laughs> fair <laughs> since flor since Florida only has a defense that Alabama should only get to play with their defense but um so that's uh by the way shout out to um shout out to a one over here and his his w- w- this is brains and bars who predicted a twenty one and a half point yep. um
0: I need to go to Vegas right yes. now
1: so before the spread came out, a one said this week. I'm going to go out on a limb. Alabama's going to be a 21 and a half point favorite. Next day, boom. Alabama's yes. a 21-and-a-half and and half half So favorite. Yeah. I
0: need to go to Vegas, yo. Uh, um, hit me up. Shout up. to the person Palace. in
1: Tennessee that won the Powerball. Um, if I'm related to you or if you even know anybody that is related to me and you have $10 million and you can afford to buy out Butch Jones' contract at ah, Tennessee, ah. I would appreciate it if Hilarious. you donate it. And – um, we could take care of a few things.
0: I'm surprised he still has a job. Yes, me um, too. this was a To me, this was they needed to win the East 10-win type season. we just going to go ahead and jump into this one real quick. Yeah, he dropped what, the ball completely. I did. I know. I'm sorry, but the champion of life quote is going to go down in college football history. It's the worst ever. As one of the greatest quotes of all time.
1: The only thing that saved him. And this is sad, and it didn't save him. First off, he's not saved at all. It's greatest. It's one of the greatest quotes of all time. And the memes are so funny. And have you heard about this, Trent? Okay. All right. So, if you didn't hear, um, Tennessee lost the game. Oh, no, no, no. Tennessee didn't lose the game. Yeah, that, that was at the Mizzou game, this right? This is after we beat Missouri. Um, mind you, uh, Missouri had 41 first downs, 737 yards, and scored 37 points and still lost by 26 points. <laughs> um, so... After that, Florida had um, beat LSU, and it had solidified the fact that we wouldn't be in the SEC championship game. Um, And in the interview afterwards, they talked to Butch Jones and asked him was it a letdown that this year we were not going to appear in the SEC championship after being preseason number nine, and basically we were a shoe-in for the SEC. And Butch Jones said he wasn't going to answer the question, that he was coaching a bunch of kids that are champions and that – every day so every day our kids are champions of life is basically what he said <laughs> they're out here winning the championship of life which to recruits has to sound like <laughs> um yeah so there's been um and then we turn around and we have the ability to go to the Sugar Bowl New Year's Day Bowl you know all we got to do is win beat Vanderbilt Tennessee will be in the Sugar Bowl, and what happens? Freaking lose to Vanderbilt. So, there is um, there is just a lot of stuff going around Knoxville. We end up 8-4 and four this year with um, two losses that are not even just like, like they're, they're we lost to two 6-6 six six teams, South Carolina and Vanderbilt, um, and it's just pitiful. It's just
0: pitiful. So,
1: um, he's definitely on the hot seat, and I'm not happy at all.
0: And I don't know if it's going to get – I know you guys, you, you said you have like a hot shot backup QB, right? Or QB yes. who's going to start next yes, year. Yes, yeah. We have a really, really good QB. Now, we've lost three commitments in the last two days.
1: Three D commitments in the last two days.
0: N- Notre Dame on that same tip. Bro.
1: Um, I can't imagine Butch Jones leaves. Why would you leave someplace that you're going to make $4 million dollars next year and they have to pay you $6.5 million dollars to fire you? Um, but I've heard different um reports of him uh flying – Purdue. I've heard reports of him in Houston. Um, but I, I can't imagine any of that would be, you know, true. So, and plus, Tennessee doesn't even have an athletic director right now. Too fire, but oh, well, yeah, that's so. not
0: <laughs> So, speaking of the SEC, shout out to Jim McElwain, who seems like a really smug, uh, arrogant coach. And he keeps proving me right after the LSU game. He had some, uh, some snark to say about that. And then he was, um, Asked to, what did, let me see, um, when pressed on being brought in to fix the offense, he's an offensive guy, yeah. former offensive coordinator at Alabama, went to Colorado State, I believe it was, got them to, be, to perform well, um, and then he moved on to Florida. He says, I was brought in here to get to Atlanta. How many years have I been here? Okay. Bro, you were brought here to win championships, right. not just the East Division right. championship, you were brought in to win the SEC and to win a national title. This is Florida. This isn't right. like Vanderbilt or even Mizzou. Yeah. No knock to Mizzou fans. You guys are smug, and you're going to get smacked on Saturday. Oh, like it is going I to hope be, they lose by 50. They're going to lose by at least – I said twenty-one and a half. I think they're going to lose by at least 28. That was the first line I had in my head was yeah. Alabama minus 28. But I'm like, nah, if they were 18 on – eighteen and a half on – or 18 on Auburn is going to be probably yeah. twenty-one and a half. So. Yep. They're going to get smacked on Saturday. Absolutely smacked. Because I didn't know that that Appleby kid was a transfer from Purdue. Yeah. Who knew Purdue kids could get to SEC school? Shout-out to Danny Etling. Yeah, I know. Starting at, at, uh, at LSU. So well,
1: let's just be honest. You don't have to be a very
0: good quarterback to play in the SEC. <laughs> you just have to be a warm body.
1: Shout-out to Josh Dobbs. I've been critical of him at times this year because his arm frustrates me. And I feel like we have playmakers on the outside that he just can't get the ball to. But – Josh Dobbs has been a class act, a great quarterback for the last, you know, he started for three and a half years, technically I think three, well over three years. And um, I'm, I'm glad to see him go. I hope I hope that he has a great bowl game. He led the uh, SEC in pass efficiency this year. He ended up with 40 touchdowns that he was responsible for. He's one of the only quarterbacks ever in the SEC with Manziel and Tebow and Prescott to – I think pass for a certain amount of touchdowns and rush for a certain amount of touchdowns. So he's in great company when it comes to all-time stats. And um, he's just he's just an
0: overall good kid. So Shout-out to Josh Dobbs. Shout-out to Josh Dobbs. So anything else? Sorry, I did cut you off. We did jump into Tennessee. But anything else you're looking uh, forward to?
1: Not much I'm looking forward to, man. Uh, other, cool. than, other than championship week, um, everything else has pretty much died down. Obviously, basketball started up. Um, yep. I'm, li- I'm looking forward to getting into basketball. So I, I haven't really like my mind hasn't transitioned into, okay, it's time to start watching college basketball. I've caught highlights of this uh, Josh Jackson kid at KU. I've caught um, a few different games, and um, and and I've caught Russell Westbrook uh, highlights and a few different things. But I haven't really dove into basketball. But I'm looking forward to getting into that. So.
0: Yeah, speaking of that, UNC is getting smacked right now by sure. Indiana. Oh. Which I think is bogus. Like, I feel like the last few years, Carolina's got, like, the toughest of the, one of the, the best of the big uh, 10 teams while Duke gets some cupcake that they end up beating by double digits. But that's not a here Who nor there. They
1: played Michigan State last night.
0: Michigan State's not that good. They got that one kid freshman who's probably going to be a, but a lottery how do you pick. You know, Michigan State's not going to be good. They're not going to. They're going to get to the tournament, and because it's time, Izzo, they'll probably go to the Sweet 16, but they're not a national championship contender. They're getting
1: trounced by Syracuse right now. Michigan State? Yeah, they were last time I checked. Michigan. Remember Tom Izzo apologized to his team for his tough schedule. <laughs> Did you see that in sports nah. this week? Yeah, he issued an apology to his team because their schedule was so tough.
0: But yeah. But anyway, so I, I think that's whack. So yeah. But shout out to Carolina. Y'all. Y'all will be all right. Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry. So okay, we'll move on. Oh, last thing. Shout out to Jimmy Johnson. Um. You know, winning. Oh yeah. Winning his seventh um NASCAR Sprint Cup title. So shout out to him. Um. Uh, it's not Sprint anymore. I forget what who who the
1: I don't know what it is now
0: either. I don't know. I don't know. Or it might still be. Oh, who cares? Anyway, shout out to Jimmy Johnson. You're, you're a legend, I, honestly, and, and seriously. You are a legend. So um, we're going to jump into the world of battle rap. So sure. we were a few weeks away from his performance uh, last time we had the show, but a had the Gully versus Gannick. Yes. Um, what was, it wasn't Ricky. It's not Ricky's versus Vets. not Ricky's versus
1: Vets. No. Um, basically, they just took the idea of um, – Organic is the head of King of the Dot. Gully is um, his vice president, you would say, of the business. But Gully is also the uh, head of Ground Zero Battle Leagues, which is kind of like a filtering system that you go through to, to make it into King of the Dot. So they decided to um, pick teams. Each of them picked six, uh, six battlers and battle against each other. Um, and the stipulations for being on somebody's team would have to be one that you've either battled on their platform Or two, they introduced you to King of the Dot. So um, there have been there were artists like Joni who never did a GZ battle, but Gully was his point of contact to bring him over and right, 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 like that. So um, yeah, they formed two teams um, where where um, they put together an event and really just an awesome event, awesome idea. Um, It provided. Even like creativity-wise, like it provided like bars that you could use because it was almost like you were going against another team rather than just that one person. So, you know, like I could, you could factor in team-type bars, or you know, or go at the whole little squad of the lineup that they picked up and different things like that. So, it brought in a lot of different aspects to battle rap. But yeah, um, we did that. What three weeks ago? Yep, in Toronto, and it was good. It was really good, man. It cool. was. Um, That's what's up. It was yeah. December nineteenth. Just just put it that way. So I know you've watched a battle. Trent back here has watched it numerous, numerous times. times yeah. um, you can you can get it on pay per view at www. Oh, I don't have to say that right? Uh, Kotd. TV. <laughs> you can uh, get it on pay per view. Um, it's actually been reduced to ten dollars now um, because it's only going to be up for the next week, I believe. Um, but uh, but another classic battle, man. That's what's <laughs> that's what's exciting to me is. Um, I continue to have, or at least since St. Mike battles that are rewatchable and battles that are considered, you know, the best battle that evening. Um, hopefully it's a testament to my work ethic, but, um, our battle got battle of the night for the whole event. So it was the best out of the six battles. Real deal. Took me very seriously. Didn't slack. Um, and we put together like a really good battle. So,
0: Yeah. Shout out to real deal. Um, yeah. Like the joint, like the joint is really dope. Um, I won't, I won't, we'll wait until it officially drops on there on the T page um, on YouTube before I actually kind of give my thoughts on it before we really kind of get into it and break it down. All I'm going to say is pay attention to A Ward's third round. <laughs> pay attention to his third round, and there's, there's some stuff in there. Like, you might not even catch it all the first time. Like, you might have to like rewind it and just lis- listen to it a few times. Joint was crazy. I mean, not that all his rounds weren't dope, but that joint was just like, come on, dog, yeah. come on, dog. So yeah,
1: the, the parachute line and the lines that are like,
0: like haymakers that people love
1: in the building that are just like visual and dope. But then, like you said, some of those lines that are in the third round are like personal favorites. Like I like those way better. Like they don't get crowd reaction like you know the the parachute line in the second round or whatever. But you know they're just it's like hidden gems. They're yep, little gems like Cinnabar Island.
0: Eey. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, shout out to King of the Dot. Um, I'm going to try to make sure that on this next one that I'm able to go. I want to go to Toronto. Hey. I need to make sure my passport is still up to snuff. Because um, I think I got it in 10 years ago, so it might be expired. So, I might need to get on getting that renewed. Um, but, yeah, man, matter of fact, I need to put that on my to-do list as there soon as go. I get home. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, so shout-out to King of the Dot, man, uh, Gully versus Gannick. Um, like I said, joint was dope, um, and I look forward to the all these battles dropping. So yeah, man,
1: they're all coming in the next few days, so.
0: Oh, he wants to. Know. Um, so, obviously, you know, this is your co-host. Um, so, what do you say to people who think that you may have a bias versus uh, when you are, you know, evaluating awards rounds. Because, well I think because I've you know, I've known you know him for a while and when I, I don't like him but you know I let him record here. So my so I don't really have a bias versus bars but I do appreciate them. So I'm just curious. Um to people who would think that just because we do a show together that I am going to give him a pass, that you don't know me very well. Um I think I think I actually well, I might have said this on the show after the St. Mike battle that I'm more critical of him because I know him mm-hmm. than I am just because I'm just like some random fan who just wants to gas his bar. Yeah, you guys aren't,
1: well, you aren't, I don't know about Trent. You guys aren't,
0: you're, you're not you are not
1: what we call a yes man, a yes man, nah. you know. I'm not going to call you and, and say, what does this sound like? And you're not going to be like, oh man, yeah, that's awesome and it could be horrible, you know. like you, You'd you be like, Yo, yeah, you can do better than that, you
0: know. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I think you've like spit like little bars, and we've kind of gone like, eh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, said like, something real before. and not on yeah. some like jokes. Like, like we're playing with you. Like nah, it's cool. You could probably be better. Mm-hmm. Like you could probably do better. So I mean, you know, like nah, like you know, and even even leading up to that, we had some discussions about you going into this battle, and you were like, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know if the bars are up to par, and I'm like, well, I know you. I know you put the time and preparation in, and so I want you to be confident in what you spit. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be dope. It's like sometimes you let us hear certain rounds or four yeah. rounds. You don't always spit us the whole thing. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, but I don't want you to cross that line into self doubt to where yeah. now you have no confidence in anything because you've kind of overanalyzed, Yeah, it, you
1: know. Yeah, I think we did a, I think we I we did a good job of it, you know. Uh, when when you over prepare you get sick of your bars. Um and it's always good to kinda hear fresh ears. When I got to Canada, um, me and Peanut were sparring in at the hotel and um It it just really was a huge energy boost because, obviously, he hasn't heard any of my rounds, you know, and I rap them like, and it's his first time hearing them, and he's like, bro, these are awesome, you know, and I'm like, thank God, because I've been spitting these rounds to people that have heard them a few times, and they're just like, they know when to laugh, or they heard the bar before, this, that, and the other, you know, and so, and then Peanut wrapped me his rounds, and I was just like, yo uh like peanuts multi game was ridiculous uh shout out to him, shout out to everybody else that performed. you know we just had a, a really good night, so all
0: right yeah, so all right, cool, cool, so all right, um, so we'll move on and we actually talk a little bit, get into the sports, some sports again um, and so we're gonna start with college football college football rankings came out last night, if you haven't heard, Bama is still number one with the bullet. Um, I wish I had the clip. I want to start bringing some clips so we can bre- play them on the show. Nick Saban was asked <laughs> what he did he think that they could still make the playoffs if they won- cool. if they lost uh to Florida and I would love for uh coaches to actually tell us the truth. And I feel like you got the truth at the end from Saban. He went on this huge rant of I don't understand why you guys even talking about the playoff because we need to be focused on this week because, you know, next week doesn't even matter. You guys you guys don't even care about the bowl games. I mean, he went on this huge rant and this diatribe, and the journalist who asked him the question couldn't even – he was, like, afraid to ask a follow-up question. And so he was like, well, um, um, I'd I like to ask a question about Jalen. He goes, well, you should ask about him before you ask that question. I'm yeah. like, dang, hey, bro, like, hold up. I get you to coach and all. But we're gonna have to step outside. Are you gonna keep talking crazy to me like it this? It was all these bad. People? Like he was
1: really, really bro. irritated. Like Bro. Yeah.
0: But I mean, honestly, if, if it were me and they would have asked me, Are you afraid that you're gonna lose? I would have that are you afraid you're gonna lose to Florida? Laughter would have ensued. That would have been the answer <laughs> to that. You can't laugh, question. bro. Just yeah. You can't laugh, man. I would have <laughs> laughed my butt. Lose to who? Have you seen their quarterback? <laughs> nah, no, you can't do have that. Have you seen man. the are you us lose to them if we don't win by thirty, that's a loss. Like we running wind sprints after the <laughs> game around the Georgia Dome if we don't win by at least thirty. You have to hit the media Florida. with the Life Champions quotes. <laughs> 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 but no, nah, but they're number one, man. Number two, I believe is still Clemson. Uh, no, Ohio State. Three is Clemson. Four is Washington. Five is Michigan, and then um, six and
1: seven is Wisconsin, and Penn State, right?
0: Yeah, but who cares? Because they're not going to the playoff. At least I don't think they are. I don't um, to me, the it's uh, it comes down that four spots coming down to Washington or Michigan, in my opinion. So you've heard me talk. We've discussed this before. To me, the committee should not even have a rankings episode until the end of the season, mm-hmm. until they come out with them, so that and then they can kind of reveal their their rationale because they make themselves look like idiots uh, when you put Texas A&M at number four in the first round. And I get Trevor Knight got hurt, so I mean that that's part of the reason they flopped, but they weren't the fourth best team in the country at right. that point um, when you stress in the off season that winning your divi- winning your conference is a huge factor and you got Ohio State who didn't even win their division in the game if the if the motto is we want the four best teams Michigan is the fourth best team they got wins over number six and seven yeah um, they took number two to overtime they took Number they beat number ten, I think, it what, or number eight, Colorado, by eighteen. Yeah. Um, if Washington beats Colorado, that's going to be their best win. Yeah. So if if the committee seems to believe that the Big Ten is the best conference,
1: it's just so difficult. I mean, like, I mean, you can't have the same model. I don't believe you can continue to have this four playoff model if you allow Michigan and Ohio State into the playoff. Two teams out of the conference that neither one of them made it to their championship game shouldn't matter. But it
0: now I've kind of I flipped my position. Like on one this. is
1: already a stretch. You know, it's like how are you in the if you didn't make it? You know, like you have to win your conference. Like, I mean, I don't I don't get it. Um, and and to let two teams in, Michigan being a team that lost to Iowa, Ohio State being a team that lost to Penn State, um. That was I don't know, but the the ranking system is ridiculous because Tennessee's ranked twenty second, uh, and uh, after we lost to Vanderbilt, you know, and it's just kind of like,
0: I don't like know if they really even care. Like once they get, it's once almost they get past like, like fifteen, once like they get, I think ten, once they get yeah. past ten, they're just kind of like, eh, okay, let's just kind of throw them on the board and yeah, see what sticks, basically. Because I mean, and shout out to we're going to talk about him in a minute, but shout out to Houston, who I caked up for after they beat Louisville saying that they needed to be a, at least a top-ten team mm-hmm. because they had two top-five top wins at that time when they beat Oklahoma to start the season and then Louisville in late November, who then go on and lose to Memphis the next week after I caked up for you. So thanks a lot, Tom Herman. Um, we're going to talk about that in just a second. But, but, yeah, but, I mean, to me, and this smells like this might be a question to ask to you guys to answer on our Facebook page um, on it's a, it's a Black and White Thing. Should Michigan be ahead of Washington at this point? So, I'm going to lay out the resumes. I might do the blind taste test and go, Team A has two top ten wins and blah, 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 blah. Team B has. And let you guys decide because I think that Washington – and, I, you know, I feel like – and it's no disrespect to Washington because what Chris Peterson's done this year, they've performed well. They only won loss, lost to USC. Top team in the Pac-12. I want Colorado to win because I want the world to burn from a college football perspective. Yes, I do too. Um, But, you know, and my homie Jesse is a Michigan fan, so I want to see his squad get in. And Harbaugh versus Saban, I'm going to relish every minute of that. Um, I'm
1: almost positive if Washington loses, the winner of the Big Ten championship game is going to get in. They can't, though, because you can't put them
0: ahead of – Michigan beat both of those teams. It doesn't matter. They have the same record and they won the championship. So what? They're not – Penn State is definitely not one of the top 4 teams. I don't Wisconsin's offense is a fraud and if they play against Alabama they're going to lose by at least two touchdowns if not more because their defense then, is going to keep them in the game. Then you have to tell the nation it's all about an eye test. But it's not it, it's not all about it's about the resume. Michigan of outs I mean Michigan really has a better resume than Bama if we're being did they, honest. Did they score against Iowa? Yeah, it was like uh, no. Se- Wasn't it 14 to nothing? Was it 17-16, the final score? I was out and about, so I didn't see the end of that game. That's crazy. The two, the two losses, the Penn State game against Ohio State. Yeah, right? we were out, too. We were out. We didn't see that one either. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me look this up. Michigan, Iowa, what was the final score? It was 14-13. But you got to remember, too, they lost their quarterback. He got hurt in that game.
1: So then it becomes like March Madness. Oh, well, you have to remember this team was without their star player for six weeks. But We that can matters. still give them a one
0: seed because. That matters. I mean, they didn't have their quarterback. They had a kid come in who wasn't ready for the moment, and they lost. They were up. Let's see, it was 10-8 at half, and they didn't really score again. They scored a field goal after halftime. But, I mean, shout out to Iowa, you know, who got the win and all, but Michigan has the best, probably has the best resume of any team. I Not mean, because I don't. Alabama. Well, maybe Ohio State. No, because Alabama hasn't beaten anybody who's ranked in the top ten. Not at the time that they played them or a- at this moment. Like, Alabama. No, Texas a was ranked in the top ten when they played You're right. You're right. Yeah, but other than that. They were, like, eight. Yeah. But, I mean, but look what happened to A&M since then, right? Auburn is not very good. LSU, eh. Right. They're, you know, looking kind of shaky, baby. You know, but. Mind you,
1: now I understand it was September. <laughs> but probably the hottest team in college football right now. Mm-hmm. USC. Shout out to USC. Alabama beat 52-6. to six. Man. Man. So, <laughs> people want to tell me that, you know, hey, I remember I caught a lot of flack for Tennessee taking Appalachian State to overtime in the first game of the year. And I was like, hey, it's the first game of the year. You never know what's going to happen in the first game of the year. Like, 52-6? to six? You mean to tell me that the quarterback is that big of a difference because they made a quarterback change what? few weeks in like. –
0: Yeah, yeah I think it was that big a difference because Sam Darnold has balled. And I'm trying to think of the kid who started for them um, who was like a five-star recruit um, who's now – who's been replaced by Sam Darnold. But I maybe it was. And, and honestly, I feel like in that game people were saying that the quarterback looked a little shook <laughs> in that game. And look, Alabama has defensive – has NFL talent all across their defense. So
1: Alabama beat Tennessee
0: when they were number nine. They beat okay. A&M when they were number
1: six. Okay, look what beat happened to them. LSU em. when they were number 13.
0: Look what happened to them. So
1: I'm just saying, like, they, I mean, right, right at those teams, they beat Auburn when they were number 13. Okay, that was a mirage. And then now they're going to beat number 15, uh, Florida. Who stinks. But look at what Michigan,
0: Michigan, well, I have to go back and look at when
1: they played. They beat number 16, Arkansas, at the time. Yeah. So at the time, yeah. okay. Basically, okay. it's kind of like Michigan, though. Michigan beat teams and they fell apart. Or, no, they got better. I it's the
0: opposite. Michigan beat teams and they got better. Yeah, because, I mean. <laughs> like with Penn State. Penn State got better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Wisconsin was always good, and that game, I think, went to. Did it go to overtime? Oh, no, no, no. That's when the kid made the ridiculous uh, interception to seal the mm-hmm. game. So they won that 14-7. to Yeah. So, he, the kid makes a ridiculous interception Michigan's to seal the game. Michigan's
1: not very impressive for me to watch. I've never.
0: Defensively, they're really. Good. Well, dang, now you got to make me think. Are they just like a, a brand name Wisconsin? A more brand name Wisconsin?
1: Um. Didn't their whole defense make all Big
0: Ten or something like that? whole defense that. made all Big Ten, like um, first or second team.
1: And then this Jabril Peppers kid is just insanely overhyped to me.
0: So, okay, let's, let's segue then. So, we can segue into the Heisman We're or the we we segue to we seg- Lamar to Jackson? And Lamar Jackson, to me, is still the overwhelming favorite. We kind of went back and forth on Twitter for a little mm-hmm. bit on Saturday because yeah. he was thinking up the joint against Kentucky. They end up losing the game to Kentucky 41-38. Um Three turnovers was, in the fourth quarter. I don't think that was back-to-back losses. I think they had a game in between the loss to Houston. But, I mean, the dude – so to kind of give you some perspective, Tim Tebow, the year he won the Heisman, also had three losses um, and had some incredible stats. Combined rushing and passing, Lamar Jackson has almost a 1,000 more yards than Tebow during his Heisman campaign. Um. And it's kinda, it kind of stinks for Lamar that there really is no talent. I don't understand, like, so I'm not to bring this up, but Charles Woodson should not have won the Heisman the year Peyton Manning He finished second to Peyton Manning. Oh, man. I, I, I mean, not to this open up is officially this. officially my favorite episode. <laughs> this is totally because, my And because episode. Woodson, I mean, okay, he, he really had a Heisman moment against Ohio State, national TV. That's what really won him the Heisman. Um, and I felt the same about Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers, good player, really good player. Okay, so he plays, he returns kicks, but he really wasn't a dynamic kick returner for me. He wasn't more dynamic than uh, Tyron Matthew when he was at LSU not at all, no. or Patrick Peterson or some of these other guys. He wasn't more dynamic than Desmond Howard, Eric Berry. I mean, yeah, so I mean, I don't feel like he was, I feel like he's a jack of all trades. He's really good at a lot of things, but he, to me, has not shown to be great at one thing. Right, And maybe, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm not trying to be biased, but I just don't think that we were, I think at that point we were just trying to find anybody. And so it's like, okay, Lamar Jackson had a bad game. Who, okay, who's going to be the guy we bring up next? And you were like bringing up, you said Christian. And when you went Christian, straight up my first response was, who? Like in my head I was like, who? I was getting my hair cut. Matter of fact, I was getting my hair cut, and when you responded back and you went, well, Christian or Jalen Hurts. And I went, okay, Jalen Hurts I know. Who was this Christian kid he's talking about? I went, oh, McCaffrey. And I'm like, eh, no, because the thing is you have to have really good games on on a big stage. He played really good against Clemson in a loss. He destroyed um, Florida State. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about um, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Okay. He destroyed Florida State. Um, I mean, he had the – he leaping over the kid at Syracuse, and I think he scored like eight touchdowns. Like he didn't play Florida State. You're thinking of. Uh, no, they did play Florida State. Remember, they, that's when you looked at the score and went, oh, my God, wait, what? That's right. They're, they're beating them by how much? Who's doing this right? Yes. Because at that point, I think we came in the next week and I was like, okay, we need to probably pay attention to Louisville now since they just beat the brakes off of Florida State. Um, so, you know, I don't know who else, you go, who else is even in his rear view for second place because to me it's a bunch of, eh, eh. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, cool. Jalen Hurts. Cool. Yeah, I think it is. It's, it's it comes down to.
1: Um. I don't know. Like I don't think anybody's
0: actually went out there and won the Heisman this year. I think I think Lamar Jackson got to such a big lead, um, but he never had. Outside, outside again, early of him putting up like eight touchdowns against Syracuse and like four hundred, four hundred, almost five hundred yards of offense against Syracuse and some of these other teams. His performance against, like I said, against maybe subpar competition or teams who were down like Florida State in terms of defense they were down um but he built up such a big lead that him fumbling three times against well Kentucky like that I
1: think these last because I mean, these last two games uh he he has lost back to back to Houston and Kentucky okay. and when they played Houston they were fifth in the nation very well yeah, into was, the picture of the playoff picture yep um and he had one touchdown against Houston, and they lost 36-10, to and he was like 40% completions, like 20 for 43. And then Kentucky, he turns around and throws two touchdowns, three picks, and a fumble. So four turnovers against Kentucky. So you're looking at three touchdowns, four turnovers, and, you know, right around like a 50% completion rate in what are not supposed to be big games like Florida State and Clemson, but technically are the two biggest games of the season. Because they're the two games that continue to put you in the national championship picture.
0: Yeah, but I can't I can't knock him for how he closed. I can't discount. I can take into account how he how he finished the season, but I can't discredit what he did. Everything else up to that point. And again, Christian McCaffrey was hurt. He missed a couple, he missed at least one game for sure. No, he missed multiple games because he didn't play in the Notre Dame game. Uh, so he missed a few games. So it's kind of hard to give it to him. No national. Uh, games of, of consequence or exposure where he got a chance to show off his talent. Um, Jalen Hurts is, I mean, he's good, but he doesn't have the numbers.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then Jalen Hurts didn't have a very good game against Auburn either.
0: Yeah. Jabril Peppers, I mean, eh, okay. Uh, okay. He's a jack of all trades. That's cool. Um, it's really hard for, and I and I feel bad saying that because it's really hard for defensive guys. To me, and Sue should have won the year. Is that Mark Ingram? Possibly. Might be. I, mean, I think it was the Mark Ingram year, um, but you know it's hard for defensive guys to get the shine enough shine to win that award. So I don't. I don't mean to be so dismissive of Peppers, but I just to me people it seemed like the there media was just finding somebody. Where
1: Peppers hasn't even recorded a tackle. Like I think they said in the Iowa game. Like you know he he plays the whole game. He plays at all these different positions or whatever. But I mean I can't imagine. See,
0: I don't I don't I don't understand what like at the next level, what is his position? Like what is he gonna be? Is he gonna He's be, too safety? Small to be a safety? Is he gonna be a safety? Is he gonna be a cornerback? What is he gonna be? Yeah. Like I feel like again, I feel like Tyron Matthew, who was kind of that hybrid guy in college, and I feel like he was, he got kicked out of school and I feel like he had more of an impact yep. at L S U in his time than than Peppers. Hey, Jesse, hit me up. Maybe I'm wrong. Or if you're a Michigan fan, Hit us up on Twitter at Brains and Bars on the Facebook We're not page. wrong because you're going to be biased and you're probably going to think Charles Woodson deserved the <laughs> Heisman Trophy. Yeah, Peyton should have won. Again, yeah. Woodson had that that one return, that punt return against Ohio State late in the game, and that's what got him the Heisman Trophy for being real. Shout out to Charles Woodson, one of my favorite corners of all time. I love you on uh, on Countdown. I think you and Randy Moss bring a lot to that show. Yeah, I enjoy it too. But, uh, but nah, bro. I mean, but shout out to you. You got it. You got it. You the man. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Love to have you on the show someday, Charles. So hmm. come come holler at it. You come tell us that we're wrong and we're idiots and we don't know anything. And I'll be I would be like just kind of sit there in awe as you tell me I'm nothing. Well so let's continue talking about somebody who didn't deserve something. Well, I believe In that, your opinion. In my opinion. Charlie Strong. Shout out to the homie Charlie Strong. Um He got fired, lost his job at Texas. Um so I gotta go back and kind of tell you how much of a cluster this became. So it was reported going into Thanksgiving weekend, that Charlie was getting, that was going to be fired. At first, it was going to be effective immediately. Then it came out that it was going to be after the TCU game. Um, Then there was a report that came out about how they were conflicted, that all he had to do was beat KU, which, I mean, shout out to KU, man. Um, Although KU almost beat them last year. Um, But bless you. Um, KU, uh, That all he had to do was beat KU, beat TCU. But once he lost to KU, then it was said that well, all he had to do is beat TCU handily and he might save his job. Then it was reported that Mac Brown, um, I think this is from Horns Digest, Mac Brown was, con- was giving counsel to one of the boosters who wanted Charlie gone to fire Charlie, hire Larry Fedora from North Carolina, so then that Mac Brown could be in consideration for the Carolina job. Like this thing got to be like soap opera ish um in the in its craziness obviously they go out against TCU they get they get beat kids are crying and then he's fired the next day um, meanwhile the Tom Herman saga allegedly had a handshake deal with LSU correct saturday morning or sunday morning LSU reaches back out like we got a deal he pulls at 83 and cancels the trade <laughs> 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 um he pulls out the deal because he obviously had something a lot better. There was no, kind of n- none yeah. But um, he pulls out of the deal. So then basically LSU was like, okay, Ed Orgeron, you got the job. Um, had the side. Ed check.
1: Orgeron said,
0: <laughs> Chill <laughs> out, chill out, chill <laughs> <laughs> out. Don't be doing that too Ed my Orgeron at home. sounds
1: like the, d- the
0: coordinator <laughs> off Waterboy. You remember that guy <laughs> that used to talk on Waterboy? <laughs> <laughs> That's Ed Orgeron. <laughs> Shout out to Ed Orgeron, man. The Louisiana boys got to stick together, man. I'm not going to let him do <laughs> you like that, man. But um, they gave it to Coach O, uh, which good luck to him because he was a disaster at Ole Miss when he was the head coach there. Ed Orgeron
1: won more SEC games this year with LSU he it,
0: than he at did Ole Ole Miss. the entire
1: time he was at he Ole was Miss. He was there like
0: three years. Yeah, um, It was not good. So um, – So, Tom Herman then goes to Texas, and he is now the head coach at Texas. Um, And I felt Charlie got up. Me and A. Ward had some back and forth about this. He's like, he went kind of like when he, in his battle against St. Mike, he went, bro, you're from Nebraska. (laughs) He was like, bro, they lost to Kansas. And I'm like, I hear you, but I'm like, you have to understand. I can understand the reasons why they fired Charlie Strong, right? Yes, you can't lose to Kansas. I think five wins in a row, three seasons, right? Um, three five-win seasons. This year I said he had to win at least eight games to keep his job. So I understand it. But I need you guys to understand just how bad of a situation Mac Brown left him in. Mm -hmm. So we talked about Les Miles and how Les Miles had all this NFL talent. Go and look at the draft class of Texas Longhorns since Charlie got there. 2013, I think there was only like three or four guys. There was no one in 2014. 2015 there were um like 5. Only one of those were first round picks, only one or two were third round picks and then last year they had only one player drafted a fourth round pick. So there was no great talent on that team. Mm-hmm. So he's bringing in his, the first recruiting class is always a wash because now you're, he
1: kicks off 14 players when he gets there.
0: Because they were bad apples. Yes. I mean, you, and you have, to, you have to do what you have to do. And granted, I think a lot of those guys were talented, but obviously they weren't talented enough to make the league. Yeah,
1: I was at a, a restaurant that I go to often um, the other day, and I was watching um, – I forget what game I was watching, but there was a gentleman – oh, we were watching Monday Night Football, Chiefs and Broncos. Um, and there was a gentleman there who shouted out to one of my friends who's a Cowboys fan, and they were going back and forth that they are both Cowboys fans. So I noticed he had a Texas Longhorn hat on. So I say to him, so what do you think about Charlie Strong? And he says, I hate it. Uh, I, I, he's like, you know, the, the guy came in and had to scrap 14 players. He was like, he is the class act, stand-up guy. He's what you want to coach your kids, basically. He said his, his views on his moral issues and how he runs a program and operates and how he got rid of those kids. He's like, the NFL called Charlie Strong and said, We want to bring you in, and we want to talk to you about your standards of conduct because they are so good, you know. And so, like, all of those things about Charlie Strong were so good. It's just that they get thrown out of the window when you lose to Kansas. I'm sorry. You just –
0: you. I mean, there's some things in life
1: that you don't do.
0: Yeah, he still deserves one more year. And the thing that's going to make me mad, and I'm rooting for Tom Herman to fail a little bit. I'm hating Mm -hmm. just a little bit. I admit that. I want him to lose to Kansas next year in Austin. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, because he's going to win. Because what happens, for you guys who don't follow college football, these are kids, right? These are, You're getting these kids, 17-, 18-year-old kids, and when you were at a school like Texas where the, the cupboard was bare talent-wise, the talent that was there was tainted and you had to get rid of it. He was literally starting a program from scratch. Mm-hmm. He's had two top ten classes back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And so now – when you, are, when you get hired in the middle of, at the end of the season or, you know, after bowl season, you're starting from scratch because the recruiting is, season is basically dead. National signing days in February, it's December. A lot of these kids have already made up their minds where they're going, so it's hard to get top talent to change their minds that late in the season, especially when they don't know you. So first season's a wash. Second season, he does good. This last season, he knocks it out of the park, picks up a lot of kids. Also, what's going against him? A and M goes into the SEC. So now the SEC is starting to invade Texas more. Baylor's on the rise. We see what happened to Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston under under Herman. You know, he has a freshman kid there named Ed Oliver who is a beast. Beast. You know, so I mean, you look at all those things that were kind of going against him at that time. He needed one more year for those for the that freshman class to become juniors, for that uh freshman, for that I'm sorry, sophomore class to become juniors, that freshman class to become sophomores. And I think next year they're going to win ten games because that talent is finally going to mature and be ready to win. And so, shout out to Tom Herman, but I'm hating on you for a little bit. Like, right, because you're to playing struggle. with
1: Charlie Strong's hand.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's playing with he's playing the deck. And the thing about Herman is Herman. Well, I take that back. The coach after Sumlin at Houston didn't do so well. So I mean, he, you know, he did some good things. Yeah. So I mean, good luck to you. I want you to fail at least that first year, yeah. I and mean, maybe the next year you can kind of step it up. So. If you can make that happen for me, Tom, I'm actually okay with it. Texas failing all years. Uh, so you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that big of a hater of Texas. Yeah, um, but anyway, so that's kind of our college football coverage. We'll be kind of watching things over the weekend. Um, might put up a poll for you guys to debate and throw about on the Facebook fan page. Um, but you can reach out to us on Twitter at Brains and Bars and let us know if we're wrong. You know, if we'll we're out do. of line. So anyway, moving on to NBA, we won't get too deep into the NBA. I do have one thing that I want to throw out. And I think I might have teased this a long time ago. Yeah, I just pulled a Dr. Pepper out of my oh. pocket. I was like, I was like, I'm like, did you want me to shout out? Wow, hold up! He pulled a Dr. Pepper. It's not out. a Mr. Pip, okay? I yeah, could- I was about to say like it's not a Mr. Pip. Like, yo. Yeah, sorry. Mr. Pip, he's betrayed. Shout out to Trent because he did supply us with water
1: this time. He did supplies with water this time. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who Sam is.
0: Oh, the Sam's Club. Shout out to Sam's Club.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. I just wanted to make sure that it was it was like some legit water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam's Club. Shout out. I don't know if he understands that Hollywood, a.k.a. Half a Millie Ward, we, I only drink Fiji water.
0: Hey, but it, I mean, and it's a quick trip right around the corner, bro. Yeah. So it's 2 two thirty nine 39 2 39 a bottle. Yeah. So, so next time, make sure you hook that up. We might actually try to take you on our retreat next year. You can get us that Fiji. All right. All right sounds cool. good. So, anyway, moving on to the NBA, to KD. Um, so, I have this theory about KD that I've had since the Olympics. Um, I was saving it for the opening of the basketball season, but I'm like a month late. So, I'm go- you're going to get it right now. So, the theory is that KD is a beta player, right? And so, normally, obviously, we have alpha players. Jordan is known as an alpha player. Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, those guys are known as alpha players. And so when you think of Alpha, Alpha being one, Beta being two, you're thinking you're calling him a second-class player. I'm not calling him a second-class player. I think his personality is a Beta personality. Very much so. Um, and, uh, and it affects his play on the court at times. Like um, Dwight Howard. I Dwight Howard. I think Dwight Howard's a Beta personality.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can definitely see that. So real quick, I'll give you the timeline of, of why I say this, right? You go back to 2008. Uh, the redeemed team, Kevin Durant comes in the league, I think, around 2005 or six. That team is stacked. you got prime Kobe, prime Wade, uh, prime uh, – yeah, I guess you could say entering is prime LeBron. He's Prime Melo. Prime Melo. Um, no, no, coming to his prime because he's 03 class too. Okay. Um, so, actually, no, I don't – not 2008. So, that redeemed team because Durant's not on that team. That team wins the gold medal. 2010 World Championships, they send the B team. Got uh, Kevin Love, Lamar Odom. I think Tyson Chandler might have been on that team. Um, Durant, Curry, Westbrook, right? He's the best player, but there's no pressure on him to be the best player, to be the leader. Um, he sets a scoring record, I believe, at the time they win. 2012, you have that, again, stacked team. Um, now you got LeBron and Melo in his prime, Kobe coming off his prime, Wade um, in his prime and they win. He's not expected to be the best player there either, but he shines in that role because the spotlight isn't on him. Um, Also coming off of finals loss, people assume that the Thunder are going to be back there for several years. Then injuries happen. They don't make it there. Then you fast forward to 2015 Western Conference Finals where people are wondering about his future, where he's going to go, or 2016 Western Conference Finals. People are wondering where he's going to go, where he's going to play. The next year, they go up 3-1 on Oklahoma's, Oklahoma City. 3-1 on Golden State. They blow the lead. Then he goes to Golden State in free agency, goes to the Olympics. He struggles. Now he's the man at the Olympics. Like, he is the best player because a bunch of guys back out. He is the best player on that team. He's expected to carry the load, to be the scoring leader that he's been. And he struggles. And, I mean, he struggled mightily. And at certain points in the, during the Olympics, When it came to crunch time, the people who were taking the shots were Melo and Kyrie. They were the ones taking the shots, and Durant was kind of playing the background. Then he has the quote about um, going into the gold medal game. Well, I play better when I don't think about, when I don't care if I win or lose. Now, yes, the cliche of it's not if you win or lose is how you play the game. (laughs) There is some truth to that, but if you play anything competitively you want to win. You care if you win. At least I do, and at least like 99% of the people I know care. Kevin Durant is a much better ball player than I can ever hope to be. But to hear him say that was shocking. Then he talked about Oklahoma City. He didn't want to be in a bubble. So he didn't like the bubble, and he felt like the walls were closing in on, on him in Oklahoma City because it was such a small community. And so I believe he went to Golden State because he didn't want it to be if the Oklahoma City Thunder did not win a championship. He didn't want it to be, well, it's Kevin's fault or it's Kevin and Russell's fault. He wanted it to be, if they fail, in go to state, which I I mean, they hooping right now. They balling right now. They but are. that They are. If they lose, if they don't win the championship, Cleveland, low key, is balling right now. Um, Hold up. I'm going to continue just a second. Did y'all see what happened with J.R. Smith? Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all see what happened with J.R. Smith? It's J.R. Just- He's got multiple personalities. <laughs> like, but no, but but no, but hold up, but hold up, but hold up. Why he is off the court talking, and he's like, but did you hear his explanation? He didn't know. I, he, he's like, oh, I didn't know I was in the game. Bruh. <laughs> he's trying to dap up Jason. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then I, 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 just, I just watched that, and then I think Dan Labrador goes, this beat one of the greatest teams I've ever seen last year. And it's just like what, like what are you doing? Talking about? I didn't know I was in the game. Like, do you? They don't so have funny. shift changes, right? In basketball. So I mean, what do you? But anyway, but I digress. So that was a hockey reference. Yeah, that was a hockey reference. You know, we might have to follow hockey. That might be the niche sport we follow until the the WNBA comes back. Um, but anyway, but Kevin Durant. If they fail in Golden State, the the pressure or the the. Blaine won't all fall on him. It'll fall on him. It'll fall on Steph. It'll fall on Clay. It'll fall on Draymond, right? And so that's why I say he's a beta player. And, again, I don't mean that to denigrate him or to diss him because if in an open draft, um, I think for me, if I had my draft board and I had a top pick, it's coming down to him. It's coming down to LeBron, who is balling his tail off right now. Uh, James Harden. Ooh, one last thing. James Harden. In an open I have fallen in love. I have a huge man crush on Mike D'Antoni and James Harden. That offense is amazing. they're really, really good. (laughs) And what he and what D'Antoni, like that is a match made in heaven. Like he has found the black Steve Nash. He's not as good a passer in terms of flashy passing as Steve Nash. But, oh, my God, if, if you haven't seen Houston play with James Harden at the point, please watch. It is pleasurable viewing. And, yes, I use the word pleasurable about an NBA basketball team. So, anyway, I keep digressing. But the point is, Kevin Durant is a beta player. That's my beta player theory on KD. KD, I love you. I think you are a great basketball player. Again, in a draft, open draft, I take you. So, hit me up. You can tell me what you think about that. If I'm, am I off my rocker? Am I crazy? Hit us up at Brains and Bars. That's about it. That's all I got on basketball from that standpoint. And we can close the show out by talking about a little bit of NFL. NFL football. All I'm going to say about the Cowboys, two things. One, Cowboy fans, I hope y'all win the Super Bowl because y'all out here stunting. Stunting. Stunting on social stunting media. hard. My uncle um, lives in the Austin area, went to a game. I forget which game it was. After the game, he's outside. He's in his mid to late 40s with all his mid to late 40 uh, mid, midlife crisis friends dancing to We them Boys. <laughs> dancing awkwardly to Weedem boys outside. Um, y'all out here stunting, so I hope I mean, y'all You would think Bowl. that they had won a Super Bowl in the last five years? When's the years? last time you won a Super Bowl? 93. No, 94. 94 was the Niners. I don't think they won one after 93. It has literally up. been 23
1: years since the Cowboys have won a championship. Yeah. So about that?
0: Hold on, hold on. I gotta check this
1: out, now. just cracks me
0: up, man. Uh-huh. It is It just cracks me up. So all the on, only thing I'm going to say about the Cowboys is the last time, uh, we had a show and I said Tony Romo should be the starter. My, I have not changed. I don't. That could win. He could. He could go undefeated the rest of the season. 96. Why are they won in 96? Look at the producer producing. So yeah, they won in 98. So they won in 93, 94, Car- Carolina, San Francisco won in 95 and then Dallas won in 96. So it's been 20 years since they won a the championship. But I haven't changed my stance. The Cowboys should start Tony Tony Romo. Shout out to him and his lovely speech, his thought provo- thought provoking deep speech. Shame on Jerry and and Jason Garrett for not just coming out and saying Dak's a starter for putting Tony out there like that. Although he's a made man for life if they do win the Super Bowl. Like, that speech is going to be replayed over and over again. Right. But he should be the starter. So that's all I got to say about the Cowboys. Um, but shout-out to Dak, though. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see him flourish. Dak
1: makes a lot of – I was a little bit critical of Dak leading up into the Redskins game on Thanksgiving, and he impressed me in that game. Um, so he's getting better and better as the season goes, I think, too. I don't think he's just kind of, like, just there, you know? Yeah, I mean – I feel like he's getting better.
0: Well, uh, to me, Zeke makes the offense go. Like Zeke is to me, he's the MVP of the league. I know there's been a lot of love for Derek Carr because God forbid anyone besides a QB um, get be be overpraised, right? And, and overhyped. And look, it's not to say that Derek Carr hasn't performed well, but um, you know, Zeke is it, without Zeke. It, not to say that Alfred Morris wouldn't be as good, because I think in the limited touches he's gotten, he's been good. But Zeke, man, and I get it. The offensive line is great. I heard a stat that um, today that Zeke averages like two before contact. He's he's like two or three yards after wow. the line of scrimmage before he's contacted by anyone on average. So, I mean, you know, he's the offensive line is great, but Zeke's vision, um, his ability to make you miss, his speed, his power. I mean, I was super critical of Jerry for making that pick at number four. I thought they had more pressing needs, and I, I stand by that um that they had more pressing needs but it's worked for them you know it we're not saying it was the right call i'm saying it worked for him so shout out to him um so a couple of interesting games and we're gonna
1: I, um, there's a reason why you can't hear trent and we're paused right now because he doesn't
0: have a microphone. Um, so I I will relay the message because I want him to be criticized. Uh, so, i um, shout out to Los who's going to have something to say. Uh, he he said, you know, it would have what would have been amazing if someone would have drafted both Zeke and Dak Prescott in their fantasy league. Um, so in 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 a year where we've seen two teams come back from three to one deficits, in a year where we've seen a man who. Um, Who's one claim to fame is yelling "You're fired!" into a TV camera um, right. in the presidency? Um, Trent, the same man who last year traded Colin Kaepernick for Drew Brees, not the Colin Kaepernick who's playing from a fantasy perspective, very good football, but a man who got benched um, later on the season. He traded him for Drew Brees last mm-hmm. year. I remember that, right? So Trent had Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He had Drew Brees, and he traded he. Not, it's not as if someone said, hey, I'll give you Colin Kaepernick for Drew Brees. No, no, no he no, initiated, no, he initiated that conversation and said, hey, you know what would be a good idea? I'll give you one of the best fantasy quarterbacks of all time for a guy who's on his way to the bench. How, how would you like that? Does that suit your fancy? Does that I – mean, I mean, does that tickle your tongue, tickle your spine? How does that make you feel when I say that? So um, he did that. So this guy – which lets you know that uh, you know a broken clock is right twice a day, and sometimes the the sun shines on a dog's tail. Yep. Uh, he is leading our fantasy league. He has the best. Is it best record? No. He's tied with Ricky, and actually Ricky has more points for too. Right. So um, he he's he's leading a division. He may be on his way towards a buy in the, in the fantasy football playoffs. So um, he's been very fortunate this year. He's been very fortunate. So this is. The year of shocking things. Um, again, 3-1 leagues being broke, being uh, come back from. Donald Trump wins the presidency. When no one seen, saw it coming. And in the fantasy football world, uh, no one saw this coming. Uh, Trent is leading and is, has a decent chance at the championship. So uh, you suck. Anyway, uh, so to move out, a couple of interesting games I want to hit on. We're going to close it out for tonight. Uh, Chiefs versus Falcons. I bring this up because, one, we live in Kansas City. Two, because Sunday night we saw a interesting game. I'm not going to call it a good game. It was a game that was okay that got interesting at the end. The Chiefs pull out the dramatic overtime victory. Cairo Santos banging one off the upright and through, which is crazy. Um, they win that game. They go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons might actually be for real. I mean, kind of by default because no one's really good um, in the NFC, but they might be good. And one quick thing, Chiefs fans, I love you guys. I live in Kansas City. I'm a Chiefs supporter, so I root for them to do well because I live here. But newsflash, y'all not winning the championship with Alex. No, nope, you're not. As your as your QB.
1: In Dolphin fans, you guys are not winning anything either.
0: Just yeah, that's also true. Bed. That's also true. I didn't. I mean, I was trying to find something nice to say. You're
1: not allowed to talk bad about the Dolphins because apparently you're like a supreme hater. And yeah, but I tell the truth. Yeah. So, but I, th- I just hope Chief fans and Dolphin fans both understand that, in the midst of being eight and three or seven and four, like you're not a very good eight and three or seven and four. I don't think so.
0: I'm trying to think, uh, the Chiefs beat Oakland. Um, is that their and they beat Denver? I mean, those are their two best wins. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins have beaten a bunch of nobodies, but then the Chiefs got stomped by Pittsburgh. They lost to Tampa yeah. Bay. So I kinda give them a pass for the Pittsburgh game. Um I think they just it was bad conditions for them. Um they decided to single cover against uh, with rookies against Antonio Brown, uh which was unfortunate and a dumb move by the by Bob Sutton. Um but you know, uh Phillip Gaines, bro, you gotta be better. You gotta do better, bro. I mean, good you you invoke the spirit of Eric Warfield on Sunday. Um <laughs> Burnt Toast, that was what we call Eric Warfield. Eric Warfield, a former uh, defensive back for the Chiefs, he was known as Burnt Toast because he, he got roasted weekly. Um, eight, eight targets, six receptions, over 200 yards, and two touchdowns on Phillip Gaines uh, last week. So, bro, you got to do better. Alex Smith, you have to do better. Um, I tweeted out on Sunday night, someone please tell Alex Smith that it is okay to take that oblong ball and throw it past the sticks that verify first down. Um, I have defended you a lot. I'm a 49ers fan. I've defended you for years, but, bruh, you got to do better. Andy, you got to do better, bruh. Come on, Andy. So, anyway, um, but that game is interesting to watch. Um, again, Chiefs fans, you won't win the Super Bowl unless the defense can elevate itself to, like, 2013 Seattle, 2015 Carolina, 2015 Denver. Um, lastly, Giants versus Steelers. This is The reason this is interesting to me, um, listen, hey, Pittsburgh, you guys are kind of schizophrenic. Sometimes you look great. Other times you look like absolute trash. And it's going to be hard for me to respect you as a team, as a crew, as a label, if y'all mess around and let Baltimore win the division. Like straight up. This is true. Baltimore winning the division would, would scream that the NFL product is mediocre because they are terrible. They're not very good. Um, they don't have a signature. Well, I guess they beat Pittsburgh if you want to call that signature wins. They're not as good as they used to be. Right. But, you know, y'all got to win. Y'all can't let them win the division. Like, no, 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 no. Let's make football great again, Pittsburgh. Do not let them win the division. Um, And finally, Dolphins, Ravens. Look, Ricky, your squad's 7-4, and four, bro. That's good. That's cool for you. Again, I'm not going to harp too much on the fact that they beat nobodies, the fact that they also almost lost to the 49ers last week. Um, they, I mean, they pulled a miracle win out against the Rams after playing, like, absolute offensively at least. Trash for 50 minutes. I'm happy for them that they're producing well. Um, I'm happy that Tannehill is playing better. Sidebar: I would take Tannehill over Alex Smith. I said that last year during our football barbershop podcast. I'm saying it again. Hopefully, they can beat the Ravens because again, I don't need to see the Ravens in the playoffs. That no. that would be that would suck for me. So go Dolphins and Ricky. I support your squad, and I was there for you when you was dissing your squad. I got the receipts to prove it. Yep. I got the receipts to prove it. So I'm there for you, for your squad, even when you're not. How about that? Anyway, um, so that's our show for this week, you guys. Again, if you like what you hear, go to iTunes, subscribe, re- rate and review us. Um, if you're going to give us uh, one stars, don't rate and review us. If you're going to give us five stars, please rate and review us. But on a serious note, if you do have an issue with something we've said or if you, you know, want to discuss or dialog I'm open to do so. Hit us up, Facebook fan page. uh, Search Brains and Bars on Facebook. It's a black and white thing. Like, share that as well. Follow us on Twitter at Brains and Bars. If you don't want to listen for some reason on iTunes, you can go to SoundCloud.com backslash Brains and Bars. We got it all right there for you. IamAward.com, right? You can go check out all the battles. December 19th. Real Deal versus A-Ward drops on the King of the Dot YouTube page. Yes. Um, you can go to King of the KODTV.tv if you want to subscribe to the, and get the pay-per-view. Ten bucks for that. Shout-out to the homie Trent at MMP Studios for always holding it down. We appreciate you. Shout-out to your wife, Bree, for allowing us to be here while she wrestles with the kids. And, you know, you doing your thing. Playing um, Angry Birds.
1: You playing Angry Birds, bro?
0: Yeah, that's what he's back there doing. Okay.
1: He's playing Angry Birds. Okay.
0: I mean, that's, it's your world. It's your world. Um... So you know, um, shout out for the water, we appreciate it. Uh, shout out to Dr. Pepper, not Mr. Pib. Uh, Mr. Pib, he betrayed you. Shout out to you if you're still listening to this. Shout if out, you're still yeah. Still listening to this. Shout out, shout out to you for listening just to this. Tweet us
1: and say just hashtag I was still listening to this. And please, I will probably just throw you like a shirt in the mail or something like that. <laughs> like on everything, like I got I got a bunch of shirts in my car that I uh, haven't sold lately. So if you hashtag I was still listening to this. But you gotta uh, tell Twitter. me what I said though. Don't just hashtag it. Just well, I guess if you made it to this point. And just say I was to listen to this and give us one thing that uh, that we shouted out. Yep. So um
0: So shout out to you, the listener. We yeah.
1: appreciate you. Yes. Um Yeah, thanks for putting up with us and we're shaking the rust off. And I'll be better next week. Next week, yeah.
0: It's going down. We might have a guest next week. We may not be here next week, Trent. We might have a guest, so we gotta take him to the good place. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nah, because he was dissing us in the group. So I had to, right. I had to send the us shots. In the group. Yeah, so anyway. But yeah. well, this is going to be public. So, you know. But anyway. Yep. Anyway, we thank you for listening to the podcast. Our brains easy. and bars. This is a black and white thing. We holler at y'all. Thank